The Open Book on cliffcentral.com. In the words of the famous author and uh, pastor Rick Warren, who said the following, The best use of life is love. The best expression of love is time. The best time to love is now. And uh, on that note, I'd like to just welcome all of you to The Open Book right here on Cliff Central. And yes, it is the month of love, literally a few days away to Valentine's Day. But I know that some of, um, to some of us, it is just a sequel to January 2016. Uh, but don't be sad if you find yourself in that position because, uh, we have actually all been at that stage at some point in life. And by the way, uh, to those of you who are single, today's show is especially for you. Well, whatever day this is to you, always remember that it is still the day that the Lord has made. So rejoice and be glad in it. Today's topic is Christian dating, and here is why. According to Focus on the Family, the system today's young men and women have inherited for finding and marrying a future spouse leaves a lot to um, to be desired. We often hear complaints from Christians about the confusion, hurt, and sexual sin they've encountered despite their best intentions. Many want to know how they can go about getting to know someone and eventually getting married without getting hurt or even compromising their faith. If you're listening to this podcast, you're probably interested in dating. Um, either you've done it, you're doing it, you'd like to do it, or you need to teach somebody else how to do it. Uh, that's the reason why I'm doing it today. But don't worry, you know, because you're not alone. In our society, dating has become something of an obsession. It has become a sort of a universal phenomenon, something you do if you're single and uh, of age, whatever that age may be that you started dating or you feel like dating. It is considered the natural precursor to marriage, and it is generally considered something to be desired, whatever form it might take. It's also big business, just by the way. Um, if you were to Google the word matchmaker, you would receive about 20 million responses um, with a few of these outfits claiming to be Christian, but most kind of making no such claim. And if you Google the word dating, you'll probably get about a million hits. That's how popular dating is, and more especially on the web. As Christians, we are called to be distinct in the way we think and act about all issues that confront us and those around us. This topic is, by the way, is, is no exception. So, is there such a thing as biblical dating? Some of the questions we're going to be asking today. Um, if so, what is it? How can Christians think differently about this pervasive issue in media and culture? And how far are we doing? Um, how well are we doing so far? The answer to that last question is probably not well. Surveys consistently indicate that professing Christians behave almost kind of exactly the same like non-Christians in terms of sexual involvement outside of marriage, living together before marriage, and infidelity and divorce after marriage. In fact, depending on which statistics uh, one believes, the divorce rate pro uh, for professing Christians may actually be higher as a whole. Granted, not all of these people are evangelicals, but we are not doing so well either. Indeed, the central issue we need to confront is that when it comes to dating and relationships, perhaps more than in any other area of the everyday Christian life, the church is largely indistinguishable from the world. That truth has brought immeasurable emotional pain and other consequences 
to many Christians. Worse, it has brought great dishonor to the name of Christ and to the witness of individuals and the church. It doesn't have to be this way. For Christians, the Lord has given us His Word, and the Holy Spirit helps us to understand it. We have brothers and sisters in Christ to hold us accountable and to help us apply the Word to our lives. People who have been through this many and many times before. As a matter of fact, um, some uh, such as, uh, as some of these people are are, are my guests for today. Uh, in studio, I have Mark Paul, who is a worship um, a worship and pastor at Eastside Community Church in Pretoria, a young man that I've admired for a very very long time in the way that he leads his life. And we also have uh, David and Gina Mutenji, who are both worship and youth leaders at Rhema Bible Church in Randburg. It is a show all about love, starting from dating. So make a point and stay with us as we approach this subject in depth right here on The Open Book, Cliff Central. The Open Book on cliffcentral.com And so our topic today is Christian dating. And in studio with me, I have uh, Mark Paul, uh, pastor of Eastside Community Church in Pretoria. Uh, he's actually He actually looks much younger than uh, than what you guys probably think. He's a bit grey though. I, I I don't know where that came from. I think That's it's one of those guys who kind of go grey like twenty three. That's why I wear a cap. Huh? <laughs> That's why I wear a cap. Yeah. It looks it looks good at you. Thank you so much, man, for coming. Sure, through. man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, and then I also have uh, um, David and uh, and Gina Mutenji. A couple got married like probably like a few months ago. Yeah, five months to be exact. Five months. Five months to be exact. Yeah, five months yes. and uh, four days. Oh wow! Are yeah. You still counting the days? Mm-hmm. Do you know why you're still counting the days? <laughs> why? That's like that's like when you have a um when you like have a child, right? And first of all, you count in days, and then you st- and then you're counting in months. Yeah. Before you start counting in years. Yes. Yeah. So uh, so hope man, I hope that God is gonna keep you guys till you start counting in decades. Oh. You know what I mean? We've been together sure. for about three decades now. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't plan on living that long. <laughs> <laughs> three decades. You're only gonna be like fifty. <laughs> Good point. I didn't realize it. <laughs> Mark, let's start. Uh, let's start with you. Sure. You know, let's start with the, with the past himself. Um, so, I mean, there is so much. There is so much out there. You know, I was kind of looking through the net and uh, trying to see how much is there in dating, and there is quite a lot. Mm. Um, I think uh, you know, I think uh, both from the both from the Christian side and also from uh, from the secular side mm. uh, about different ways and how to date. They admit that there are a lot of uh, dating sites, but what I want to know is that does the Bible say anything about dating? No, it doesn't. No, people never used to date. Well, I'm, I'm sure they did. Yeah. But it doesn't, I mean, it doesn't say in the book of law, you saw chapter three, verse one, <laughs> that thou shalt date and thou shalt. But, but I think, I mean, dating is at its core about relationship. And yeah. the Bible says a whole lot about relationships. It says a whole lot about the way we should treat each other. It speaks about the way we should love others, the way we should love ourselves, which I think is, is a huge thing. I mean, I don't know if we're going to speak about that a lot this morning, but, but the, the kind of way that we see ourselves in relationships, I think has a lot of effect on, on whether relationships, dating relationships, marriages, I'm sure. I mean, you guys are new at it, so you can say a whole lot about that stuff. No, I, th- I think they know more about dating than marriage. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. when you start something, yeah. you think you know everything, and then, <laughs> and then, and then you realize that it's not so cute anymore when he leaves the towel on the floor or when she doesn't pack the dishes away. Whoa! And then, and then you realize, Whoa. And then you realize Whoa. life gets real. The Bible isn't clear, Louisa, about dating or how we should do it, or yeah. And I think even you speaking about opinions that are out there, even if we should, because I think they're probably opinions that. You know, you should, you should go straight to 
kind of what what I think we'll speak about later, courting, yeah, or even straight to I mean, some people meet and two weeks later they're engaged and. But what happened? What happened back then? You know what I mean? Because obviously the Bible doesn't speak about it. Chances are it never used to happen a lot. Um, if you look at like the story of of Jacob, you know, for instance, um, he had to go ask um, the father. You know, to go mm. ask the father for for uh, what is the name again? For her hand, we'll just call her her for now. <laughs> and then and then he worked for seven years. Mm. Got, um, he got the wrong woman. He got the wrong woman. Was yeah. he blind? I don't know. You know what I mean? And then to look at an additional seven years to then eventually get the right woman. Yeah. Um, how, so did, did dating even exist in the Bible? Well, well it did. I mean, there would have had to be, because if we're talking about dating, we're talking about a process of, of people who are in a relationship with, with the goal ultimately, and I think this is maybe where it's changed over generations, yeah. the goal ultimately of something developing. I think then it would have been much more like, what, what we would speak of courting now. Yeah. And, and it was a lot more, I think, official. I know that there was a process of kind of, especially the engagement period would be, would be a year. And the Bible speaks about a woman leaving her, her father and mother. So, so in that generation, in that culture, it wasn't like now, you know, we, we got a varsity and we got a res or we saying digs and we got our own place and then we move in together. And times are different then. Yeah. So, so specifically, I don't, I don't know so much to be honest about the dating, but I know the process of now this relationship is getting serious and we're going to get married. There was a process of a husband, as you say, asking for permission for the wife and then he would have time. Usually it was a year in the culture to go and prepare a home for his wife. That's why it's different with the seven years. And then he landed up with, with Leah. And I remember David Malapo saying, uh, when he saw, he's like, Leah, because um, she wasn't, she wasn't, she wasn't the pretty one. Um, so that would have been a hey, man, he still stayed with her. He stayed with her. He still stayed with her. Yeah. Seven marriage years. Marriage. You know, these guys have been together for five months. Yeah. Seven years is a. I'm sure it must be a long time. Yeah. You know, it's not a long time. It's not a long Seven time. Seven years goes quickly. Man. Well, how long have you been married? Uh, nine years. You've been married for nine years. Yeah. That is amazing. Yeah. And you have a. Um, you have a. You, you guys have a, have a what? Like a two, three year old? Yeah, he's almost three in April. Oh wow! Yeah, that's awesome. So we waited a while to have a little boy. That's, that's probably a good that's thing, thing yeah. you know. Yeah. I think people should also, should also wait up until they're married before they have children. <laughs> yeah. all, my, all my friends say that, that I had to stop being a little boy first before I could have one. Yeah. Um, that's good. I'm and I guess right you now. know, it's, and, and I guess that's the good thing about getting married young. You know, the fact that you can actually enjoy, you know, each other's company mm. and uh, get to know, you know, but the things mm. that you all like before a child gets thrust into mm. the whole thing. Because a child changes everything. It definitely changes everything. Mm-hmm. It makes the whole thing like new, mm-hmm. either new or old. I can't actually quite decide <laughs> yeah. what it is exactly. Well, you it makes s- you old. You spoke about yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you spoke about you spoke about um, courtship, mm. right? Um, what was I mean? How relevant? How relevant is that in today's times? I think the word is probably irrelevant. I think the word is, especially like in this context where, where you've got people from different worldviews and people from different backgrounds, the, the word probably conjures up a whole lot of images of kind of archaic opinions. And when I think courtship, I, I think of like old fashioned clothing mm-hmm. and I think of those men that used to wear wigs. And, and, but I think if, if you look at what courtship is, it's really just the process of, of kind of deciding, is this something that is going to turn into marriage? Yeah. So, so I think even though the word is irrelevant, the concept is whether we acknowledge it or not, whether we're even aware of it or not, is still part of our, our cultural framework. In that, as soon as, as soon as a conversation starts, so yeah. so with you guys, I mean, you were dating, mm-hmm. and then it, the the kind of temperature of relationship would have changed, and you would have started speaking about, well, are we going to get married? Is this something we should speak about? Is yeah. this something? 
And whether you want to put the label courtship to it or not, yeah. I think that's what it was. It's about trying to decide, is this going to turn into something more than it is? Do you know what I think? I think courtship should be made just as, um, um, how can I say it again? Like, you know, just as official. As, uh, as, as, as getting engaged. Because we kind of see courtship as the time when you engage before you get married. But the thing is, there's a lot in, in that time. I mean, for instance, I, I, I was engaged for a year. Um, uh, and we had put the date. We said, okay, we're going to get married in a year's time. Put the date forward of what we're going to do. And mm. trust you me, um, it's not just about, you know, like it's not just about you guys getting to know each other. Mm. It is all about the wedding. And by the time you get there, it seems like you just didn't have enough time. Yeah. An engagement would, period is hell. Yeah. yeah it is. Cool. It is. So, 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 I mean, like, so I think that, you know, we need to go to a stage where, you can actually tell your parents and say, listen, this is the person that I'm courting that, um, and, and we're thinking about marriage. And then it becomes official because a lot of times you find that like, you know, parents are not going to take you seriously mm. in your, um, in your, in your dating period mm. up until you actually get engaged with someone, mm. you know? Mm. How was it? I mean, like, how was it for you guys? When you guys started going out, did your parents know immediately? And your parents are pastors. Yeah. Both of our parents are. Both pastors. Oh, but, um, Lord. I mean, like, like the mother and the father. Yeah, yeah both. So you got four pastors sides. in the house. <laughs> Basically. And, uh, yeah, I think for us, what was really cool was, um, the relationship was always in our hands. And, um, that was really amazing is that our parents really trust us, um, to make the right decisions in terms of the people we date. And I think, um, in terms of how it happened with us is, uh, we were really good friends before. So and before, that's a good thing, yeah, before yeah. we started dating, we were friends for like, what, two years? Yeah. And, um, and so we're really good friends, uh, really close. And then we started dating. And so it was actually really funny that, um, even before we started dating, uh, both of our parents were kind of like, they knew, and we only mm. found out about it afterwards, but they were like, yeah, we knew you two were going to start uh. dating. So. So it was, they weren't like saying, yeah, God prophesied I you think, guys were going to get think, married. Or maybe they kind of saw it because every time you laughed, you'd like touch your shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think everyone had seen it, you guys. So, I mean, the writing was yeah. on the wall. It's like, I can see what's happening. What? And oh, so, you guys too young to know that. Yeah. Thanking, of course. No, okay. <laughs> okay. And, um, yeah, and I think, um, when we actually like decided we were going to get married, it, um, it was, it wasn't like, only when we got engaged. It was like way before, like probably a year even before we got engaged. Okay. The courtship, if you want to use that word, started happening where we were kind of like, look, I see you in my life for a really long time and I want to spend my life with you. Do you feel the same way? Because I think a lot of the, a lot of the times movies kind of lie to you. Like mm, almost yeah. like mm. like when when the guy proposes, the girl is like super surprised, like oh my goodness, I had no idea. Maybe she didn't know that like he was going to propose on that day. On that day, yeah. But to propose to someone that you've never had the conversation about courtship with, I think is insane. Yeah. Like I I, I don't know. Like imagine Loi, so I was just like, hey Loi, will you marry me right now? You'd uh, be like, no. <laughs> so it's almost like before you I'm married. Propose or when you propose, yeah. that you should definitely you should know that they're definitely going to say yes. So yes. the proposal mm. is more of like a romantic gesture now these days because yeah. the discussion does happen a lot earlier. It should happen because you're basically planning your life together. And back in the day, or even in the Bible times, um, women didn't really have a say in mm. who they got married to. So yeah. that whole courtship or dating season actually didn't really. Um, mean anything to the woman because she didn't have a say in who she got married or whether she liked the person or what, how they're going to live, where they're going to live. They didn't really have a say in that. So mm. today we live in a culture where actually you should 
both parties should be engaging and should be discussing those things and planning for the future. Mm-hmm. So that by the time you get engaged, it's it's just more of a romantic gesture mm-hmm. Absolutely. than, oh my goodness, now on this moment, at this specific time, I have to decide whether I'm going to marry you or not. Mm-hmm. And you would have had that discussion yeah. uh, I think, before that. I think it should start from the very moment you say, I love you. You see what mm. I mean? Yeah. Because I don't think people should be, sh- uh, should be throwing those throwing phrases out sure, if, they, yeah. if they're not intending to marry mm. someone. Mm. So, ladies, when he says, I love you, and then you should, you should actually say, so what, you're going to marry me? You yeah. know what I mean? Oh, that's just and real. that should sure. determine. <laughs> yeah. Every guy <laughs> listening is like, <laughs> whoa, slow down. Now, here's the other question, right? Should, um, should every partner for a Christian be a potential life partner? Because us then um, will end up just kind of going, you know, going around. Well, let's let's ask the girl first because um, I think it's different. Because yeah, some people start dating different. at 12 and I'm not going to yeah. have my daughter get yeah. married at 14. <laughs> yeah. I do think dating helps you um, learn about yourself and what mm. you prefer in an, in, an, in the opposite sex or mm. whatever it is in the, in the partner that you're looking for. Um, but I do think that um, you should, when you get into a serious dating relationship, we talk about... Um, seeing as just casual kind of dating like when you're a teenager and you're crushing on someone in high school or whatever but then when you start seriously dating someone um, you're committing your life to them or you're committing that season of your life to them the intention should be marriage because what are you working towards if you're not and things then do happen so whether it works or it doesn't work um, your intention initially should be for the long for the long run this That's is, this is when you're older now yeah. Well, yes, when you're ready to be in a serious relationship. Yeah. Okay. Cause, yeah, because yeah, I think how, how we um, define it in, in our youth group is a little bit differently because um, young people want to be with the people that they like, you know, in terms of a relationship. So, mm-hmm. like, from the, like, we're not going to say that. From 18, that's the only time you're allowed to even start speaking to girls because that's, that's not realistic. And so, what we've kind of realized is that um, a lot of young people like to, uh, see one another, you know, in terms of like going out and, and, uh, going to the movies and holding hands and all of those things. And, and, but what we really see as dating is when, um, there is a certain, uh, sacrifice that you're giving up to be in a relationship, you know? So a lot of the times when you're a lot younger, like, you don't, you're not really sacrificing anything. Your parents are still paying for your dinners. Your parents are still taking you out. Uh, um, you're, you're able to hold her hand and then hold someone else's hand and then yeah. the relationship about breaks off mm-hmm. like that. And, and so mm-hmm. that, that's not necessarily seen as dating because I think dating really comes in when you understand the reason for it, you know? And, and so we kind of say, um, you can see like from whatever age your parents and you're comfortable with, um, seeing is okay, but when you're ready to start dating, mm-hmm. then the end goal should be, um, what mm-hmm. am I, what am I planning to do with this person? And so that's yeah. not going to happen within the first week. So we're not saying that you only date the people that you're going to marry because you, you don't know that person and you need time to get to know that person. Yeah. And so. But at least, but, but at least at a certain point, the, the intention. Yes. Needs to, well, at least the intention needs to be, you, you know, like, um, it needs mm. to be that. Yes, exactly. Mm. So, so like, the intention yeah. and communicating that intention. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I find, and I don't know, you know, you're a closer man, Luis. So I don't know. Who <laughs> <It> does CrossFit? Who <laughs> does CrossFit? So I don't, I don't know what it was like, kind of maybe culturally for you growing up, but I, I find now with, with a lot of younger adults, it's like seven steps and, and it's complicated. Mm. Like when, when I, when I was a teenager, especially and then, and then a younger adult, yeah. you were either friends or you were in a relationship 
where you engage marriage. There were like three phases. Now there's like, (laughs) now there's like all of these other steps along the way that I just think make things complicated. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, And also like people don't like to put a label on things. I've never understood that. A lot of Mm. um, people that date like, no, you can see they're in a dating relationship. They're sacrificing, they're loving each other, they're hanging out, but they don't want to put a label on it. Because as soon as you put a label on it, you have to put commitment yeah, with commitment. it. And people are afraid of committing. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. I mean, like, do you know what I really liked about what you said, David, is the fact that um, you've got to be willing then to start sacrificing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And whereas, like, I think people get into, um, when you get into relationships, is because we are now ready to start gaining. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's the it's one. It's like, yeah. you know, to start fulfilling a certain, a certain desire yeah. that you have. Yeah. Um, I just got a, just a message from, from Gabby here is this, this is on, on WeChat and uh, she says Christians marry young so that they can start bumping as in have sex <laughs> well, well I think yes. that's true <laughs> the Bible does advise well, <laughs> you can't contain well, yourself that's, that's definitely not a lie uh <laughs> I, 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 I don't think it is because well we, we got married at what I was 26 yeah I was 27 yeah so and now uh, and we got married and I think look there are certain boundaries that are in place for you to protect yourself and to protect one another. Yeah. And I think um, during the dating phase, sex is definitely a massive part of dating in terms of whether you're doing it or whether you're thinking about doing it or whether it's like frowned upon and all of those things. And so um, when you, when you do get married and, and, uh, and Christian young people get married, not just because of sex, but sex is a benefit to marriage, yeah. you know? And so a lot of the times young people Get it the opposite way. They think that um, to have sex, they need to get married. But it's when you are married, you get mm. to have sex. Yeah. And yeah. so the the um, the focus is placed on the wrong thing. And so when and we've only been married for like five months, so I'm not giving out like marriage advice. <laughs> but I think for me, it's 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 really you need to know the person that you're gonna be with for hopefully the rest of your life, and not just think about the sex that you're gonna be having. I I, I don't know mm. if. And that's, that's, that's good just because, me. because you're the guy. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm the guy. Exactly. You know how, you know yeah. how guys exactly. are. How guys yeah. are from Mars and women are from, well, exactly. are from I don't, Venus. I don't really believe that. I don't think it's just a guy thing. I think girls are just much better at hiding it. Yes, that's very true. Okay. Um, I think we, we're just, maybe we're not very good at kind of keeping those things in our guy circles. So we talk about it and, and, but, but I don't, I mean, I think what Gabby is saying, it's Gabby, yeah, that, that message in it. I think yeah, it's yeah. a very good point. Like Christians are getting married young and I think that's a big reason. I don't think it's wise. I yeah, think, right. I don't think age has got much to do with, with this thing at all. I mean, I, I know really young people. We spoke about someone earlier. I mean, if you're 20 and you're in a relationship and you know that you know that you know, why wait? Mm. I mean, if everything is in place, it needs to be in place. Likewise, if you're 35 or you're 45 and you, you haven't found that person, What's the rush? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, yeah. I, I'm worried about kind of the the time pressure that culture yeah. and and it's Christian culture is is putting is putting on people to get married young and I don't think that stuff should be in the top of our kind of priority yeah. list. No, absolutely. Yeah. But I don't think but I don't think it actually does that because you know the reason you remember the ones who got married young is because they are just so few, you know, amongst many. Um, Amongst many Christians, I mean, if you go to like a singles meeting, for instance, <laughs> that chapel yeah. is packed. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. It's like over twenty-five. <laughs> it's not like, you know, and um, and also, you know, if, if you go to if you go to Christian weddings and yeah. uh, when that song uh, song starts playing, oh, the single ladies for oh, when she's about to throw that uh, that bouquet, mm. uh, there are a lot of ladies out there. Well, there are know? a lot, 
but but have you noticed how slow people are to kind of put up their hand and say, yeah, yeah, I am. I'm 26 and 27. I'm not married yet. Like, there's a stigma attached to it. Mm. You're like, right. Oh, my goodness. What's wrong with you? Yeah. No, you're right. As in, you know, like, and and it's the greatest. Okay. Not that, you know, one is greater than the other. But but in my opinion, the greatest apostle ever, which was uh, which was Paul, Paul, you know, who wrote a third of the of the New Testament. He he was. You know, he was single. The greatest mm. guy ever. I mean, let's take Jesus Christ. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's like, 33 nye, 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 nye. was still you single. You like Jesus. Nye, nye, nye. <laughs> it's like, that's a good thing, you yeah, know? Yeah. Um, but obviously, as he says, I think actually I've got that verse over here. First Corinthians chapter 7, verse 8 and 9, which Paul says, But I say to the unmarried and to widows that it is good for them if they remain even as I, because mm. he was obviously mm. single. Um, but if they do not have self-control, let them marry, for it is better to marry than to burn. Mm. I want to talk about um, I want to talk about uh, you know sexual purity mm. during dating. Uh, we're going to go into an ad break, and we'll be back after this. This is CliffCentral.com. Choice: sometimes you have it, and sometimes you don't. AutoTrader gives you the choice. Now you can shop, compare, and buy new cars. Watch our expert video reviews and research before you buy. AutoTrader new car. The choice is yours. The Open Book on CliffCentral.com Sexual purity is, um, is quite a bit, you know, like it is quite a big thing uh, amongst, amongst Christians. And it should be, and it should be, you know, because, um, you know, uh, because I think one of, the, one of the things that absolutely mess up, uh, mess up people, especially when, they, when they're married, it's their sexual experiences before they got married. This is an absolute fact you know um uh, like when you married and then you go somewhere and then you see that girl that you had sex with before you got married it um it it, it, it kind of messes up a little mm. bit you know a little bit with you um but obviously you know the certain things that we cannot you know we cannot absolutely stop it's going to be absolutely up to you to do that mm. um to to either you know to either stop or um or or to gain the biblical understanding mm. of um of how it is that you can yeah that you can kind of stop yourself from from uh, from that absolute temptation. Uh, let me start with you, uh, Pastor Mark Paul. <laughs> Mark Paul sounds like um, like a superhero name. It sounds like yeah, either superhero or uh, or, or or the Pope, you know, Pope <laughs> Mark Pope. Paul. Same thing. Pope Mark Paul the <laughs> Second. Is that your real name, or did you just make that up when you when you uh, when you became a pastor? That is my first name and my second name. Ah, and then I have a surname. <laughs> What's your surname? <laughs> Van Nikarko, Van Rivierko, huh? Wordendal, there you we go. You weren't far I from thought it. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, keys to sexual purity in dating. Well, I want to go back first to something you said just now that it's a fact that kind of having multiple sexual partners or having a sexual relationship before marriage kind of messes things up for marriage. And I, and I suspect that there's probably a fairly large portion of people listening that disagree with that statement. Yeah. Because I think most people are so kind of in, in their bubble, in their relationship and of their experiences. And that's one of the things where, where I think as pastors and, and in, the, in the context of counseling relationships, mm-hmm. we, we get to see um, a, a lot of kind of – we get to see a bigger picture. And I think for people that, that kind of sit in churches week after week, they probably don't know this, that a lot, of, a lot of what you hear being preached from the pulpit, a lot of what you hear being addressed comes out of a counseling environment. Because we're able to see what people are going through. Mm-hmm. And I have had in, in, my, in my ministry and my encounters with people just time after time after time where, where marriages start 
and people think this is going to be this great thing, like we've been married and yeah, like maybe we've had a sexual relationship either with each other or with other people before, but we're going to get married and everything's going to be fine. And then suddenly two weeks, three weeks, a month after the, the wedding, like they come in and they're like, this is just not working. Yeah. Um, and, and then it's, you're going in with baggage and, and any situation in life, whether it's business, whether it's relationships, whether it's financial stuff, if you go into something with a whole lot of baggage and a whole lot of nonsense, it's going to weigh you down and, and it's going to cause issues. And so that's why I think it is so important that, that we have the conversation about sexual purity. And for people that, for whom that is not necessarily their worldview, that, that, that they consider, well, what does this actually mean for me? And, and what is my goal in relationships one day? And where do I want to be? And, and what do I want my marriage to look like? So after that rant, I've actually forgotten your question. Oh, no, 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 but that's perfectly fine. Because you know what, I mean, like, you know what it is, right? Like, uh, before I recommitted my life, you know, my life, my life to Christ, um, mm. obviously, you know, me and my, uh, and my wife were not exactly, you know, and, uh, <laughs> and then we started, obviously, we started to get married, started going for counseling, and then we, you know, we stopped. Yeah. You know, we absolutely stopped. And you know what? And something happened within those, within those, Nine, nine to ten months um, before before we obviously get married, and now we're allowed to do, you know, to 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 have sex again. I started seeing her for who she is, mm. you know, and um, and not a bad thing at all. But 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 sometimes when you're having sex with different partners, not just the Christians, you start actually instead of choosing a life partner, you start choosing the right sexual partner. And, um, and that can be dangerous because sex can absolutely mar, um, your view. I mean, like your, your view on someone, you know, when you think that they're good in bed, you start thinking that they actually, they, they're just the greatest people ever. And then what's the problem also starts to happen is that when you then find that great person who's obviously not a freak in the bed, like the other girl or, or the other guy that you were with, and then suddenly it starts affecting your relationship with that person. Mm-hmm. So, so I think just from that, Point alone, and this is to Christians and to non, you know, like and to those um, and to future Christians, not non Christians. <laughs> <laughs> rather, rather don't mess, you know, like really by all means, rather don't mess with that. And if he truly loves you, he will wait, you know. Yeah, or she um, will wait. Yeah, or she will wait. Yeah, and um, I think, I think also that the biggest stigma um, attached to uh, sex when when I know when I was still in high school. And was um, the whole thing of like, yeah, but you need to learn so that when you get married, you're good at it. And um, and I I was I was always a little bit like, what, 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 like, because because it it kind of makes sense, like when you're like, like you want to be yeah, human, yeah, <laughs> you know, because all all my guy friends are like, oh, you know, well, well, how are you gonna know where to put it, and and all of those connotations to it, you know what I mean? <laughs> and you're laughing, but like, <laughs> <It's> but, <funny>. you know, <laughs> and and so, but I think what what a lot of people uh, forget to realize is that. Um, if you're busy, like, teaching yourself, like, you're, you're having sex and you're, you're, uh, learning. And, um, by the time, uh, you get into a relationship and maybe the other person hasn't been learning now, now it's almost a thing of like, there's an imbalance with that equation, you know, you know. And so the thing about marriage is, um, especially with sex is it's amazing to, Learn from each other. Mm-hmm. And so you, it's almost like you're both starting at grade one and you're kind of getting, getting there, getting there, getting there. Mm-hmm. Because now if, if, if I know what I like because I've had sex 10 times and, um, she doesn't 
give it to me. Now I think that she's bad at sex. And yeah. then that already causes a little bit of a imbalance. Cause now you're seeing it going, well, I remember how Rebecca used to do it. And now my wife isn't doing it like Rebecca. So now, now, I, now think, like I think it's worse when you start thinking that, you know, like when you start thinking that your wife is Rebecca. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, who's Rebecca? It was just a random name. <laughs> you know, and so I think, yeah, I think just practically speaking, if we're not even getting into the spiritual aspect yeah. and all yeah. those other funny things that Christian people say, that's definitely one um, big area mm. to, to yeah. kind of think about, you know? Yeah. And I also think. Look, we've only been married for five months, and it's good. It is good. <laughs> I know people got married for ninety-one days. Carry <laughs> on. <laughs> but um, marriage actually isn't about sex. Sex is a bonus. Um, marriage is about so much more than that. And many people mm. think that um, marriage is all about sex. You have sex like three times a day, every day of the of the week, and it's realistically not like that. That's for just honeymoon first, for the first five months. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's honeymoon. <laughs> um, and we're still on honeymoon. <laughs> Um, but I think that's the, that's the image that uh, people see in movies, music, yeah. uh, magazines, everything. And um, it's not realistic. And if you're putting all your focus on sex, then you're missing so much mm. more that that person can actually uh, grow you in and how you can help that person. So sex is just a bonus. It's not uh, the yeah. main concern. But I think for a lot of people, they think that's the only thing that is good about marriage. Because mm. often the perception is that marriage is about fighting and about it's just sacrifice and it's just about washing and <laughs> then we can just make dishes <laughs> and yeah. they say makeup sex is best. <laughs> Check I'm like they say. <laughs> they say. <laughs> Who's they? <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> we speak, I was speaking about Christian dating. Uh, <laughs> let me uh, here's another question to throw at you guys. So what is the appropriate level of intimacy before marriage? Sure. Yeah, we get this question all the time because we uh we run a relationship course with our teenagers. Yeah. And um, it would be great if the Bible told us exactly mm. where we should stop. But it, unfortunately, it doesn't. And um, I think boundaries, um, dating is all about boundaries. And if you can set your boundary before you enter a relationship, mm. not while you're in the relationship, not while you're experimenting, right. before you actually get into it, um, that you should be able to do that. Because once you're in it, it's very difficult to decide because your emotions are going crazy, your hormones are going crazy. And so um, we teach a sc- the scale of touch, which basically goes all the way from holding hands straight up to full-on sex. And we actually ask teenagers, where would you feel comfortable stopping? And usually they give us <laughs> the answer we would like to hear, which is always like, I've, oh, French kissing, kissing or making out. But we all know in their minds they're like three steps ahead. Um, but unfortunately, you can't really say what the boundary for every person is every person is different some person might be aroused by uh, intimate hugging or kissing and someone might be aroused just by a touch on your ear or whatever it is so i think um it's very difficult to put down that boundary but you need to set a boundary so for whoever you are you need to be setting that boundary before you enter your relationship and sticking to that boundary is very important and a lot of people um fall uh, or fold back on their boundary because of the other person's boundary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, for example, if I'm only comfortable with with intimate kissing, and David is is uh, comfortable with I don't spooning. know, like spooning. <laughs> <laughs> Who, whoever has the stronger conviction, um, that's where your boundary should be. Yeah. Or whoever has 
the higher boundary. That's where your boundary should be. So no one should ever be put in a position where they're compromising. Their where do boundary. most people? Where do most people put their you know like put their boundaries? Because someone could like yeah. literally say, okay, cool. Well, uh, it was dry sex, but it wasn't sex. But well, it was oral sex, but it's not sex. Yeah. Cause most well, well, sex is in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, I think that's. Yeah. I, I think that's where. I mean, you guys are working with teenagers, but I, I think that's probably where people's yeah. boundaries are at. Yeah. 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 Like a lot it's of people's really boundaries is like, face. yeah, it's like, I'm like, because I, I, I think we're, we're very, we're very open people. So like, um, a lot of the times people are like, no, sex is only when part A enters part B. If yeah, that yeah. isn't really happening, that's what a lot of the young people think, uh, sex is. And that's like, that's our boundary. And we're going, well, anything kind of like, even like oral sex, you know, it's like, if it involves, genitalia you know that there's no way a lot of the times because once you're once you've overcome that step you kind of think well then what's mm. yeah what's I just think what's just the it's next step that's one. really nothing it's such a hard one because mm. i mean i can even think that like that like f- you know french french kissing for me is 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 very intimate yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm. you know what i mean yeah. and also yeah. if you're going to be kissing if you're going to be kissing for like you know for like half an hour 45 minutes um gonna that's going to be touching that's going to Towards something, you know. Yeah. Um, what is your view on sort of like on how much time we can actually spend together, um, and also spending time together alone? Because mm. that can also be pretty tempting as well. Yes, um, I think especially when you're younger, like because so many as we're talking about these things, so many of this like it's not an isolated issue. Yeah, it's got to do with like when you're speaking about those boundaries. I mean, that's a lot of those boundaries are not put in place because I, I don't know that teenagers are being taught how to communicate properly. Mm. So then, you, then you're going into conversation about communication. If you start talking about how much time can you spend together, can you be alone? I mean, the amount of, of, of young relationships that, that I've encountered kind of in the last couple of years where this couple get together and, and they become each other's world and then two years down the line, they go, actually, this is not where it's not working. Mm. The relationship ends None of them have any friends. Everyone's moved on because they're spending so much time together. They actually don't know how to be. And you, you said it earlier, Gina. I mean, it's about, for me, it's, it's about when you are ready in yourself, when you know who you are, then, then I think you're, you're able to commit to, to a long-term relationship. And especially for younger guys, mm. younger girls, teenagers, young adults. And I, I kind of think that that age is getting a bit older with, with every generation. Yeah. Um, for, for whatever reason. Don't be spending all your time together until you're going, okay, this is actually, we're going to spend the rest of our lives And you know why? Because once you're married, man, you don't, you, you, you don't get the opportunity to have that balance between, between your friends and, yeah. your, and your spouse. So, yeah, and so try and you're, you're 100% balance. right. And hey? go to church as much as, just do the things that you want <laughs> to do. Study as much as you want. Yeah. Because yeah. in marriage, yeah. your, your, your spouse yeah. is going to come first. Yeah. And, mm. and, and, and you know what, Lloyd, like, also, the, the important thing is is dating. Is, you, sh- you should never be in isolation, mm. you know, because because a lot of the times when when you when you're in a relationship and you see someone, it's it's almost like they're your world. Like there's nothing wrong with them, and and even when they do something wrong, it's so hard for you to accept that. Oh my goodness, this person, this other person is hurting me. And so when you kind of have a community of friends that you trust, for example, if you've if you've had you know, your best friend for like seven years or your mom and your dad or your brother and your sister that, that, that are a part of your relationship as in they, they get to see 
this other person and they get to know this other person, mm-hmm. then, then they can almost, it gives them the opportunity to give you advice and, um, from, from a place of love. But when you're in that place of just you, you in your own relationship with this person, it, it's almost like there's, there, there's no room for, um, constructive criticism because mm. both of you guys are just in isolation. And so yeah. when there is an issue, you feel like I, ca- I can't go speak to this person because they won't understand because they're mm. not in my relationship. Mm. And that's what we get with a lot, a lot of young people. Guys and girls get, get brainwashed by the people that they're in a relationship with because they just yeah. keep them to themselves. It's almost like, no, you are mine and I am yours and your parents don't matter and your friends don't matter. And when you do that, that relationship does end, like, um, Mark said, uh, like all of a sudden your whole world is shattered because you have no one else yeah, to, to kind of confide yeah. in because you, you've already had that person, you know, and that's very dangerous. And I also think that it's important um, when you are dating, like David saying regarding um, not being in isolation, I think it's important to see your partner in different environments because a lot of the uh, times what happens is um, if you're just going to their house and that's the only environment you see them in, you don't get to see who that person truly, truly is. How are they with their friends? How are they with your friends? How do they treat their parents? How are they in a stressful situation? Mm-hmm. How are they in a happy situation? Because then you get an all-rounded view of who that person really is. And what happens a lot of the time is you only get to see one side of that person and then you end up committing your life to them. And, and then, living with them. Yes. And then married people end up saying, you're not the person I married. Yeah. And wow, you're like, but how? Really badly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. No, Small things like that. Because I was like, no, it's fine. I mean, like, you know, I take a glass of wine now and yeah. then. But wow, brother, that is like <laughs> two bottles. <laughs> yeah, that's a big glass. Okay, enough about drinking and, <laughs> and sex. I want to, you know, uh, um, after the after the break, I want to speak about you know the spiritual aspect of yeah. um, of relationships. The open book on cliffcentral.com. Christian dating is probably a subject that we can speak about for days yeah. on end. Um, more so because not not a lot of it appears on the um, and not a lot about the subject appears on the Bible. Or else we could just get here and just discuss a whole lot of verses and um, tell people what it is that they need to do and what they don't need to do. Yeah. Um, but one one specific verse, you know, speaks about being unevenly yoked, um, and um, and 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 obviously that's not while you're in the relationship. Doesn't mean that you must be unevenly in the relationship, but that's probably probably the um, the partner that you that you choose um, should be, you know, you kind of should should be at the same level. But I want to get uh, maybe maybe from you, uh, Mark. Uh, what exactly what exactly that verse means when it says, "Do not be unevenly yoked." It's it's great Christianese. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know there's an album called un- uh, called Yoked. Like, <laughs> what yoke from an egg? <laughs> um, well, well, the the yoked actually has to do with. Um, Kind of steering cattle, like connecting the cattle with the, what was it? It was like a, a bar, like a wooden pole thing that would keep the cows in the same direction. But, but the context, I mean, we don't need to know what that means, but the context of it is just you, you've got to be like on the same wavelength. You've got to have the same like worldview, morals, ethics, yeah. same. I, I think relationships are just difficult. Mm. Like, Anyone that comes and tells me that they've been married for 10 years and it's just been a dream the whole way, like, you're lying, man. Cause, <laughs> cause life is, there are struggles. You've, you've got to, you've got to work out. I mean, you have financial struggles. You've got in-laws. You've got, now I've got great in-laws, so I don't know about that, but, <laughs> but you, you've got, you've got people, you've got life. Relationships are generally difficult. And my advice to people is always choose the easiest 
the easiest possible way to have a relationship. Yeah. And if, if you believe severely different things and if you, if you're, I mean, I've, I've got a friend that, that's, that they, the husband and wife are two different religions and that's just, it brings so much conflict. So when the scripture speaks about do not be unevenly yoked, to, to put it into kind of language that we can understand today, it's saying just be on the same page. Yeah. Um, Doesn't this really mean like, you know, don't, um, don't, uh, don't be a believer and get together with a, with a non-believer? Which, yes, well, that's what it means because, but, but I think it's so much, it's actually deeper than that because yeah. I think you can, you can both be yeah. believers and be yeah. unevenly yoked. Yeah. You guys, what yeah. do you have to say? You um, yoked people yeah. evenly. Yeah, we're very evenly you yoked. You twos, fours, sixes, and eights, <laughs> and tens, and twelves. <laughs> yeah, I think, um, for us, what we've seen is, in terms of what the Bible's saying there is, possibly like have the same foundations you know very similar foundations with the best example and the easiest example i can give is kind of like um if you're if you like going to church on a sunday morning right that's that's who you are you love it and you're in a relationship with someone who doesn't like going to church on sunday morning or someone who likes to go clubbing on a friday night and and then those two things are you maybe you fight about those two things if that's if that's who you are foundationally and that's who they are foundationally you're always going to fight about it like on a friday night you're like i don't want to go to the club and she's like i want to go to the club and then on a sunday morning you're like well i want to go to church and she's like i don't want to go to church it's always going to be a fight and it's not necessarily because you're a believer or whatever it's just that that's i think and you want to avoid having constant fights about the same thing because mm. eventually it's like oh, i don't want to be in this you relationship know what? you know what i think i think even in a relationship you're gonna have to be constantly trying to yoke that mm. thing yes. one um it, 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 it's about finding the balance mm. yes. it's going to be about sacrifice yes it's going to be about compromise yeah and um and the best relationships are when the two of you are actually in a great mind exactly because, because something great can happen when mm. two minds meet together yeah. yeah um and i guess also like you know that's what marriage is and that's why marriage is so much more powerful if i can say that yeah, yeah. um Last question, and I'll, I'll, I'll start with Gina. Gina, yes. how do you know? Because so many people are like, bro, I'm telling you, I've been with this girl for two weeks, but I'm telling you now <laughs> that this, she's the one. this one, she's the one. She's the one. She's the one. How did you, how did you know that he is the one? Is um, he the one? <laughs> yes, I still believe he is. How do I you know? know? I mean, like, how long when you guys are going to um, know that, that he's the one? It was kind of weird because I knew before we started dating. So oh. that was, that's a one-off. That doesn't happen a lot. You I think it's because we were friends for such a long time. Um, but I think there's two, it's twofold. I think the first thing is that you'll have peace about it. Um, and the second thing is that people will witness with your relationship. Um, so many times you speak to people who they believe this is the one, but all their friends and family totally disagree. And um, that is a true indication that that person isn't meant for you. And I really believe that God would use the people in your life to confirm whether that person is the right person for you or not. Oh, yeah. Uh, Pastor Mark? I, I just, I think you've got to know what you want. I, I was I was telling Jason earlier this morning, I went to look at some cars. Well, I went to a dealership and, and I wanted that car at the beginning mm-hmm. of the year. And the sales lady came to me and she's like, well, before we look at that car, why don't we sit down and tell me what you want in a car? I was like, well, I want that car. And she's like, no, well, let's talk about it. And I gave her a list of some things that like my ideal car would be this. And she's like, well, that car that you're looking at, only has one of these eight things. She's like, so actually you don't want that car. And I think a lot of people go into relationships thinking they know what they want, but actually they don't. Mm. And until yeah. you know that that is what the one, and I don't think the one necessarily exists, yeah. and until you know what, what, what your one looks like, don't be looking for the one. First figure out 
Yeah. Like what is it that, that you want in, in a life partner? Very nice. But you know what? Um, the Bible also says that, like, you know, seek you first the kingdom of God and all these things shall be added to you. So I believe also that, like, you know, the stronger your, your relationship is with God, mm. the more, um, the more you're actually going to know because obviously then you can feel, you know, the Holy Spirit saying that this is the one. And I'm not trying to be all spiritual, mm. but I am. Okay. <laughs> but, um, but, but maybe that, that is the safest way of knowing that this is the one. And usually your intuitions, it's not just your intuitions, but it's the spirit inside of you speaking. Yeah. Um, we're gonna we're gonna pick this. You know, we're gonna pick the subject up at some point, at mm-hmm. some time. But uh, thank you to to all three of you for coming through today. And sure. uh, yeah, thanks for having us. Thanks, thanks eh? yeah. Bye. The open book on cliffcentral.com.